It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm super excited to talk today with my guest, James Obermeyer, founder and CEO of the Sales Lead Management Association. You know, there's so much action, confusion, change, and innovation in the whole sales lead management space. You know, does it belong to marketing? Does it belong to sales? Is it all about inbound marketing or is it about outbound proactive lead generation? You know, on top of which, there's been this explosion, literally, in the quantity and quality of tools that are available to help with lead management and lead generation. And Jim is going to help us sort it all out. Well, Jim, welcome to the show. Very nice to hear from you, Andy. So before we get into the meat of the matter, take a minute, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. I'm uh, Jim Obermeyer. I founded the Sales Lead Management Association in 2007. I've uh, had Sales Leakage Consulting, a consulting firm, for 20 years. Prior to that, I've been uh, half my career in marketing, half in sales. And uh, that part in sales, a good part of it has been in the uh, sales consulting side, being an interim sales manager. So I've been an interim sales and marketing manager for probably about 30 companies through the years. Wow. That's, that's, that's quite a resume, right? I mean, that's, talk about going from job to job quickly. So what was the impetus for starting Sales Lead Management Association? Well, I'd written a few books on managing sales leads, and I decided that with the last book in 2007 that I would start the association. And it's interesting because I really started thinking, well, it'll feed business into the sales leakage consulting business. And, and uh, I like it, and it's a way to bring attention to yourself and the subject matter. And within three or four months, we realized that we had a business by itself, and it virtually took over uh, a lot of my life from that point on. And uh, I didn't worry about it feeding sales leakage consulting. That did fine by itself. But I really became this uh, crusader for uh, people that wanted to know more about sales lead management. And with the advent of uh, new marketing technologies today, marketing and sales technologies, it became easier and easier and more interesting to uh, bring forward this message uh, that if you manage sales leads, you'll manage sales. Sales lead management, though, really encompasses more than just uh, managing the leads once they're in. I mean, it's really soup to nuts, right? I and mean, it starts with the lead generation all the way through to the follow-up with the customer. Yes, yes. Uh, and one of the uh, one of the this really started in, in many respects in my one of my first jobs in marketing as a marketing communications manager at Beckman Instruments many many years ago in Chicago. And when I had a media space rep in, and I thought I knew all about marketing, although I had never been trained in marketing, I thought I was very bright and very smart and supporting our salespeople, and I thought I had the keys to the kingdom. And this uh, media space rep came in one day, and he said, uh, well, I, you know, I understand where you're going, and we can help you and everything, but I've only got one question. I said, yeah. And he said, well, what is the quota for the salespeople, and how many leads do you have to generate for them to make quota? And Yes, and the answer I, was? I said, uh, uh, why should I care about, the, well, I guess I should care about the quota. You mean, uh, the, well, I don't have a CRM system. We've got a lead management system on the West Coast. I was in, you mean I'm supposed to know about this? 
<laughs> and he said, well, just generating leads, as many as you can. I said, well, that's my job. I'm generating as much as I can. And quality comes second because I think the quality will be in there. I just get them to follow up. But my job is to collateral, go to that trade show, create those ads, uh, write these uh, write these white papers and things like this. And uh, you know, you, But keeping track of their quotas and closing ratios. And, yeah, I've got a lead generator. Yeah, I've got a firm that does that. Hmm, okay, I'll get back to you. So I started to look at this. And then I went through this the uh, order entry system in the company, and I I started matching our database of inquiries, and uh, gee, the lights went on, and I suddenly went to the marketing manager one day, and I said, hey, guess what I've done? I've matched the inquiries that came in with the sales leads, and uh, I've done a couple things, pulled some reports, and I find out that most of our leads are not being followed up, uh, but I have found that a lot of our inquiries and leads are turning into sales. And this is what I'm finding. And these are the dollars. And it only took me a couple of weeks to go through the database to figure this out. And uh, he stood there shocked because he was no more up on it than I was. So that became, that became the, the, uh, the direction I took. Uh, I was, Beckman was a $500 million at the time and I was a small division. I changed the inquiry management company immediately to find a better one that would give me better reports. And then I be, I got on the war path of, uh, I got with the right company, Sales Inquiry Handling Service out of San Fernando, California, really the company that started this whole business of managing sales leads. And I got on the war path and uh, started getting follow-up of the sales inquiries, uh, got the quotas down pat, understood how many leads had to be created, what the closing ratio was, the, the sales dollars that had to be sold by every sales rep by the six or eight major products they had, tried to attach the uh, the number of inquiries I needed based on their closing ratios, and for you know from that point on, it was uh, it was the basis of my career growth uh, to be able to take that into marketplace because now I could foretell the future. Now I knew where we were going. I knew if I did X, I would get Y, mm-hmm. and if I didn't get Y, I knew what I had to do to change it in order to make it happen. Well, it still seems to me that that. This is really a still a, a recurring problem, right? If you ask marketing people, especially in small, mid-sized enterprises, same question you got asked: What's the quota of your salespeople? How many leads do you need to generate to be able to, you know, given the conversion, various step-ups of conversion rate from lead to qualified opportunity, qualified opportunity to to order? How many leads do we need? That they're probably still unable to answer that question. The majority of marketing managers can't answer it. I give speeches here and there across the country, and I stand up in front of the marketing people and I say, you, first of all, are the best, the best, the primary creator of wealth in your company. You create more wealth, pound for pound, in your marketing department than any any of the salespeople in the company because you create demand. But how many of you are attaching the demand that you create to the needs of the salespeople? Have you sat down with a sales manager? Do you know look, I've got to sell five products a month, therefore I need 25 inquiries a month, I need 15 qualified leads per month, and I know how many of those are going to turn into proposals, and I know how many over 12 months are going to turn into a sale. Once you do that, you not only become a generator of wealth, but you can start taking credit for being the the greatest generator of wealth within the company, pound for pound, person for person. It seems like this whole topic is really sort of this nexus of who's really responsible for lead generation, whether it's marketing or sales, right? There's still a tremendous amount of 
<laughs> discussion and debate within this sales and marketing community about who really has primary responsibility for this, including, you still see, and I still see, discussions from sales thought leaders and sales leaders themselves saying, yeah, marketing leads are no good. You know, unless I'm out there prospecting, unless I've reached out and touched this person myself, this prospect myself, they're not a valid prospect. Well, they may be What do you see about that mindset? And, you know, how how are people going about changing that? Well, it's usually the older sales managers who had their head buried in the ground that say this kind of thing. And I confront them all the time through the years. When I would take over as an interim sales and marketing manager at companies, at first I just went in as the interim sales manager, and then I was in fights with marketing. So I stopped that, and I said I only take assignments if I'm the interim sales and marketing manager because I don't need marketing resisting me or the salespeople resisting me. But to get back to your question is most of these sales managers have never had a marketing manager who walked in, closed the door, and said, okay, you've got to sell $5 million. My calculations tell me that with the average sale of $100,000 or $50,000, whatever it's going to be, you need X inquiries to come into the company, you need X per sales rep, and you need X per sales rep per month, and I'm going to give those to you, and I'm going to give you X qualified leads per month. The only thing that I require from you is you have 100% follow-up. Oh, by the way, yes, I put in place a marketing automation system because I know that follow-up is sometimes difficult. And that's why marketing automation systems grew, because sales managers and salespeople were not doing their jobs. Obviously, not all sales can come from inquiries. They come from existing customers. They come from the pipeline. They come from salespeople who have had to go out and generate those leads themselves. But for the most part, most organizations, if you get them on a track of generating qualified leads for them uh, and the number that they need, then they become more efficient. They prospect less. They get less um, uh, turndowns. Uh, they, get, they get less uh, people saying no when they make those phone calls because they're following up qualified leads. Well, so, so A marketing manager can be indispensable if he makes or she makes an effort. Yeah, I mean, I always like to say that prospecting, and I talk about this in my latest book, Amp Up Your Sales, that prospecting is fundamentally a marketing activity, right? If you have your salespeople yes. out marketing, they're trying to create interest in the product. That's a marketing. You're only doing that because, hopefully, you're only doing that because you're not getting a substantial enough flow of leads into the good quality leads into the company. So you're doing it by necessity. Yep. And there's a sort of argument about whether this prospecting should be by choice or by necessity. And I think you do it by necessity. And I talk about what I call the lead deficit, right? As a salesperson, you need to understand, given the source of leads that are coming in, you need to quantify how many you need to go out and develop yourself in order to have a complete plan. Because if you're not getting enough from marketing, fine, you have to go out and do it. You got to do what you got to do to get you know, your prospects. But gosh, in an ideal world, yeah, marketing would be providing the entire lead flow. Yeah, they should. That's what they're getting money for. That's funny. Yeah, I had a, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I had a company president stand up one time and say to me uh, out in Arizona at a BMA meeting, and he said, uh, you know, the problem with the marketing people I hire is that every one of them that I hire costs me fifty or $100,000. And then he, wants to spend, he or she wants to spend a million dollars or $500,000. And I never know where it's, what, it, what it's going for. So it isn't the spending of the money. It's just that they want to spend it, but they don't tell me what I'm getting in return for that money. So the marketing people can be builders of wealth, but along with that responsibility comes this, this uh, responsibility to report on the return on investment. I guarantee you, for anybody listening to this podcast, in 90 to 120 days, if you put in place a 100% sales lead follow-up policy, in other words, there's three things salespeople have to do. They've got to 
follow-up leads, they've got to make quota, and they've got to fill out their expense reports. And only two of those are really mandatory. The third one, the first one, if you have 100% follow-up with the sales leads, you'll be doing three to four times better than your competitors. Who's going to win? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know me. I mean, I've talked about that in Zero Time Selling. Is yep. The minimum standard is you have to follow up 100% of your sales leads, and you need to do it quickly. Right? Your yeah, process well, needs to be in place to be able to follow up quickly with the inquiries that you get. Well, ever since I've read your book, what, three years ago, mm-hmm. I take it to every client, and it's become the mantra of, the, of when I go into clients. It's become the mantra of the blogs. It's, uh, I mean, instinctively, we've known this, but uh, I just stopped making it an option and uh, asking them to do it. If they don't do it, they get fired. That's all. Yeah. I've gotten rid of salespeople who don't follow up 100% of the leads, and if they give me this nonsense, well, I had one tell me, right after I read your book, I was managing a sales group, and a sales guy said to me, he said, well, I said, well, did you talk to this prospect today? Yes. What happened? He said, well, I told him I'd get a proposal by the end of the week. I said, call him back and say you're going to give him the proposal today. He said, well, I've got to drop everything else. I said, the guy wants a proposal. Is there anything else more important today than giving him that proposal in the next hour? Can you do it? Well, Yes. We'll do it. If you can't do it, I'll find somebody who can. Well, he did it. Right. Two weeks later, he had the sale. Most of the time, he's sitting there. Oh, I get the proposal out usually by Friday, sometimes by Monday. And then I give them two weeks to file, to look at it. And right. I go back and then they tell me they haven't looked at it. And I give them another two weeks to look at it. And by then, whoever did the best follow-up got the proposal in place, answered all the questions, has made the sale, and they're out of luck. Because they didn't control the prospect. Yep, there is, you know, for people listening, and Jim will attest, you know, through his experience with more than 30 companies and so on, is there is no faster and easier way to grow sales than to follow up your sales leads. 90 to 120 days, sales increase every time. It's easier for me to go in as a, as a consultant and as, a, uh, as an interim sales and marketing manager because the first thing I do is a marketing plan, get the number of leads that are needed, put that in place, put 100% follow-up in place, start generating the leads, follow up the old leads that have been sitting there doing nothing anyway, and sales increase in 90 to 120 days. I've made good on my promise. I get a new sales manager in place and I leave. But I know that what's going to happen is they're going to get an increase in sales because we've done all the other things I find that are wrong with a company. As long as I generate enough inquiries, enough qualified leads, enough for them to make quota, the rest is going to take care of itself. Right. And I had... A client, I love to tell the story about being brought into a client. They were not following up their sales leads. The CEO thought his problem was he wasn't generating enough leads. And the fact was he was. The ones he was generating generating just weren't being followed up. So I said, here, I can change that for you in five minutes. And so what I said is, you know, here's our process. Here are the leads are being you know, input into the CRM system. And they're being allocated to the, the reps by territory. I said, the missing pieces, I turned to the CEO. And this was a you know, company under $20 million a year in sales. I said, here's the missing piece. What you're going to do every day at 4.30, you're going to log on to your CRM system and just check to make sure all the leads are followed up. And you know, instantly, within the first day, they had 100% lead follow-up. You know, the problem oftentimes with the lead follow-up is the managers don't check to make sure it's happening. They assume that it's taking place. Like, as I like to say, they think it's like breathing out and breathing in, right? If I breathe in, I have to breathe out. If I get a lead, certainly we follow up with leads. That's not happening. You have to be involved as managers to make sure that it is. Well, it's, it's, uh, if you just give an order to salespeople, 
their first reaction is being a salesperson myself and managing so many sales force, sales, so many salespeople, is their first reaction is, well, I'm going to wait on that and see how serious they are. If they come back to me in two weeks and ask me to do it again, I'll give it some consideration. If they come back in a month at the next sales meeting and get pushy about it, maybe I'll start doing it. So they have to understand, I think that's great. It's, uh, the six most important words that a CEO can say is follow up 100% of all sales leads. Right. Six words, that's it. I would add three. The other yeah. three is, and I'm checking. <laughs> and I'm checking. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that'll do it. Make that's, it nine. Uh, All right. So stay with us. We're going to take a short break. As I was come back, Jim Obermeyer is going to share more of his tips about how to manage your sales leads, help you quickly amp up your sales. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Welcome back. My guest today is James Obermeyer, or Jim Obermeyer, CEO of the Sales Lead Management Association. Also has his own sales consulting company, salesleakage.com. Great name. You can check out the SLMA at salesleadmgmtassn.com. Com, abbreviations for Management Association, so Sales Lead Management Association. So I want to pose a scenario for you Ooh. and get your response. And maybe we know the answer. But uh-huh. So here's the hypothetical scenario. <laughs> I ask this question of every guest is, you've been hired as a new manager to come into a company with sales have stalled, right? Maybe you've been hired as the consultant even. And you're under pressure to make sure that you get things done quickly, that you can produce an impact. So what are the two things you do? in the first week that would have the biggest impact? Two things first week. Oh, you set me up for this, didn't you? you no. You, you, <laughs> no. You, you, uh, everybody's going to think this got set up. First thing, first things I do, whether I go in as, as an employee or I go in as a consultant, the first day, the first day I start, the day I walk in, we do a SWAT the first thing in the morning. I do a strengths, weaknesses, threats, and opportunities. I'm introduced to the company, and I do a SWAT. That's the very first day. Okay. Uh, In that four hours of having all those people in the SWAT, I now know 90% of all the weaknesses, 90% of all the threats. I know what people are suggesting that we do about these threats and opportunities. I know more about the company than most people thought was was possible. Even if they said, oh, we had a SWAT two years ago. It's not our kind of SWAT. We do a SWAT immediately. The next Mm -hmm. four hours, we create a sales and marketing plan specifically to drive sales in the next 12 months. That plan is then finished, written up the next day, and now we've got our marching orders. The next thing I do is interview all the salespeople. You say two things the first week. I interview all the salespeople if it's possible. Mm-hmm. I get the marketing person on board, start, start implementing a plan, and we're off and running. This, uh, I've got to know what the salespeople, where the salespeople stand, and I have to know where the company stands. And once I've got those two things out of the way, then I'm in pretty good shape. Even with a marketing manager that resists and gives me problems, once that marketing plan is in place, they have no choice but to execute, or they're going to be gone along with the salespeople who are not executing. Fascinating. I love it. I mean, 
it doesn't, and this is, I think, a lesson for people that are listening to it, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or you're a sales manager, is there's this tendency to think about everything that happens in sales. So we talked about before the break relative to your example, the salesperson who said, yeah, I gave a proposal and I wait a couple weeks and then I follow up, you know, that they keep adding time to the process. And what you described a situation where you've just eliminated time, right? You don't need to spend two weeks to analyze the situation. You spent four hours. You know, you have enough of the knowledge you need in order to put a plan in place. You know, these planning exercises don't have to take weeks. They don't have to take days. I love what you described as, you know, you can make an impact. You can make a well-informed decision about what the plan should be going forward within the first day. It's, uh, and, and this can be for a marketing manager who starts, the CMO that starts, a CFO who starts, the company president, the, ex- the uh, CEO that starts. Don't take everybody's word for it. Get the people in the room that know what's going on. A couple marketing people, top sales people, operations people, the finance people, manufacturing people. They're all in the room when you do the SWAT. And they're all wondering why. And uh, they, they figured out pretty quickly as you get into the SWAT exactly. You're trying to get all the problems out on the table. And invariably, the problems turn out to be there. A lot of weird things come up, but you're looking for the you're looking for the sales and marketing issues that come up because you're there mm-hmm. to solve the sales and marketing. And sometimes it's manufacturing. Oh well, we can deliver that product in five days instead of a month and a half. Why didn't you tell me? Or the CFO says, "Hey, I can get a proposal out in an hour. Why didn't you tell me?" Uh, or I can give you better terms. Or we can mm-hmm. drop our prices. We can do a lot of things. Nobody told me. So this nobody told me issue gets put to bed. So the CEO coming in should start his first day doing a, a company-wide SWAT. Uh, and I've done these in England. I've done in New... It, it's a standard format. Anybody can do them. And you learn more very quickly. I always find out sales leads are not following up. They don't have enough sales leads. They don't have systems in place. Sales manager doesn't believe in it. Marketing manager doesn't know what they're doing from a lead generation standpoint. So, you know, I, uh, I, I look at it that uh, salespeople have to make quota and that's what my job is as a sales manager and as a marketing manager. It's uh, from a sales perspective, I believe as a salesperson, I believe honesty, speed of response, persistence, and lead follow-up will win me more sales than my competitors. So exactly. sales honesty, I don't kid prospects. They know right away. Speed of response, I act very, very quickly, right along the lines of what you said in your book. Uh, I am persistent. I never give up, and I make sure my salespeople don't give up until the person dies or buys. <laughs> and I have 100% sales lead follow-up. So I'm going to be successful. Whether the company is successful after I leave, because they may go back to other habits, is another issue. Right. Which As we see all the manager, time. As consultants, we see that all the time. You know, they, they lose the recipe once the consultant leaves. That's right. As a sales manager, I figured out years ago the way to get salespeople to start producing is to control their day. And I can't control their day. They have to control their day. So I learned that if I can show them how to control their day, they will be more successful. If they set individual goals every single day, they'll be successful. So I start off having sales meetings, and I say, Andy, what are you going to do today? Well, I'm going to make phone calls. How many phone calls are you going to make? Well, I'm going to make a lot of them. Uh, what do you expect to do by the end of the day? Well, I expect to make X sales. I said, okay, so you're going to make how many calls? Oh, I'm going to make 28. You're going to make 28 calls. 
Now you're going to guarantee me you're going to make those 28, aren't you? Uh, yeah, then they start to wake up. What's your goal by the end of the day? At the end of the day, what's going to make you happy when you go home? When you go home, your wife or spouse is going to say, did you accomplish anything today? Are you happy? And you've got to say something. Well, I made a sale. Well, good. Is that what you're going to be happy with at the end of the day? Yeah. Once I got salespeople to do this, create their own schedules, within a couple of weeks, I don't have to look at it anymore. I double check every now and then through sales meetings. How's right. your schedule going? What are your activities? So if I can control their activities and they can self-control their activities, they're going to be more successful. And the root cause of all that is speed of response. I'm going to follow up all leads immediately that come in. Those that need a proposal, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to answer their questions immediately. By the end of the day, I'm going to make sure every prospect has got the information that they need and expect. And I'm going to be probably... 100 to 120% above my competitors. Right. So sales managers, I motivate them to control their time, their schedule, and their speed of response. Excellent. And I think for people listening, pay attention to this, come back, maybe listen to it again. It's, it's, it's really pretty simple, right? What you have yes. to do. And Jim lays out the four things I talk about in my book, Zero Time Selling. There's no reason that things have to take so long. I you was, can take uh, the time out of your process. I was leaving a company after I'd been there for four or five months, and they actually threw a going away party for me, which was really quite nice and touching. They gave me a gift, and thanks a lot, and, and which is the only time I'd ever had this happen. And uh, finally, one of the salespeople stood up at the meeting. He said, I've got to say something here. He said, I thought I was a good salesperson. Uh, I was the top salesperson at this company when he came in. And I said to myself, he's not going to teach me anything. I hope he does better in marketing, but he's not going to teach me anything. And he said, I figured out pretty quickly that uh, I was not selling as much as I could. I was not controlling my day. I was not the master of my fate. I was just allowing things to happen to me all day long. Once I took control of my time, once I control of my database, this is the inside sales rep who also mm -hmm. Once I took control of my database, control of my time, and set goals for myself every single day, I have sold more than I have ever sold in my career, and that is the key to my success. And I sat there stunned. Great testimonial. Great testimonial. All right, Jim, sure. we're going to move into the last segment of our show. We're going to, sure. I'm going to throw some rapid-fire questions at you. You can give me one-word answers, or you can elaborate if you wish, but you ready to go? Okay. What's the most powerful sales tool in your arsenal? The CRM system. Who's is your sales role model? Eddie, you're not going to like this, but my sales role model is you in your book. And, oh. and I'm not kissing up. It just is what it is. Well, thank you very much. Ampere sales is, is, uh, is just as good. But zero time selling, I quote on my radio program all the time, at least two or three times a month. So uh, you, what you're doing has changed my consultancy and how I approach the marketplace. And it's also changed things at Sales Lead Management Association. Well, thank you. So your favorite music to listen to, to psych yourself up for a sales call? I don't have any favorite music. I don't have any what? time to listen to music. All right. <laughs> That's fair. So what's the first sales activity you do every day? First sales activities, I make up my to-do list. And I, I, I put a star next to those things that are goals that have to happen by the end of the day. The one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople? Uh, the one question most frequently by salespeople. How many leads am I going to get this month? Love it. Excellent. Well, good. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show. This is Jim Obermeyer, CEO of the Sales Lead Management Association. Tell folks how they can learn more about SLMA as well as sales leakage. 
They can just go to uh, theslma.com, Sales Lead Management Association. It's a free membership. We've got 8,200 members, 100,000 people a year hitting our websites. We've had uh, about 99,000 people listen to our podcasts. Uh, we produce radio programs. It's a free membership. We have a great time, a lot of fun, and we look forward to having you on our own program pretty soon. Well, thank you. Uh, let's talk about this in the next couple of weeks, Andy. Thank you very much for the uh, for the time today. It's very gracious well, of you. Well, I appreciate it, Jim. And remember, people listening, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate and amp up your sales. I think if you listen to the show today, we helped you with that. So until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.